0: this thing. No title again. I did not me a little money. Is it rolling, Bob? Check, check. I uh, should be traveling with a portable bell, but uh, I don't have one with me, so this is the start. Dixon Jane's podcast, a big one, number eight hundred and fucking fifty. Holy shit. Wow. One thousand is within reach Did never think I would want to even get there, but uh anyway, hey. There's been no I haven't had that silly little thing of oh I'm gonna quit now. Uh you know, for some made up reason. I just keep on going. It's a it's a diary, it's a journal, it's a a letter to myself, whatever. I'm, uh, in a place I've never parked at before. It's the Community Centre on Sewell's Road, uh, the Malvern. And I'm here. It is it is July 1st, 2021, uh, Canada Day. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But uh, first, just, uh, you know, let's just get settled in, get comfortable, relax, loosen that necktie, you know. Hey, whoa, going to be here for a little while, so, uh... Relax, you know, good. Just, uh, just, just chill. Okay. So, yeah, I'm here for my vaccine, my second one. I, I was promised, well, they don't really promise, but it was going to be Pfizer. Now I'm thinking it might be Moderna. But what's weird about it, uh, I'm in the parking lot, and the parking lot's full. But there's nobody around. Like, you know, I'm used to these things when you drive up for, show up for your vaccine or what you see on TV, these lineups snaking around the block. But this was done by appointment. And there's not even a sign. Sort of, you know, vaccines here, always there's a sign. I I don't know. I arrive early. I always do. Oh, there's a Yeah, there's a fucking car. And he's parked like two feet out from the sidewalk, so you really had to go like at one mile an hour to get past him, waiting for somebody. Like this whole fucking parking lot, even though it's full, he could sit somewhere else. And it—it just—it's some people are just thoughtless, thoughtless when it comes to considering. Hey, what 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 is it that you're doing that might? impact somebody else well right now you're blocking the sign you're blocking the road i gave him a dirty look but that didn't go far uh anyway (laughs) god oh people coming out with masks i bet you they've been vaccinated okay so anyway oh my god take two i mean that was just such a, a waste of your time and mine I guess I'm trying to, um, you know, like the, the, this pressure valves, and you got to let off a little here and there. Just say, okay, 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 we're gonna be all right. Just relax. And that's what I'm trying to do. I, I think there's a lot of uh, pent up emotion, feeling anyway, thoughts more than emotion, and then sometimes that's my problem. It's 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 all thinking, but it's not really. From the feeling level. So, number one, I'm glad to be getting the second shot. Um, and that's a good thing. I'm glad to be in a place where I don't have to line up and stand outside. Uh, and I assume all will go well. So, this will be, there'll be a part one and a part two. You will hear from me after I've had the shot. But I arrived early so that I could start this podcast. Um, Canada Day, normally a day of celebration, fireworks, you know, rah, 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 we're the greatest country in the world. Um, Montreal Canadiens are going to win the Stanley Cup and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But they didn't win last night. They they played a lot better than they did the first game uh, against Tampa Bay Lightning. But uh, they lost. They're down two. Uh, but next game's in Montreal, so there is some hope for our beloved Montreal Canadiens. Uh, okay, so park that. Um, the flag on top of Parliament Hill is at half-mast, and it is at half-mast. If you're, uh, maybe if you're an American listener, you're not on top of all this, but every Canadian knows, hey, that is because we are still finding more and more unmarked graves outside residential schools. And without explanation... So here's the issue. Like we're talking hundreds, they've detected, using special equipment to detect, of graveyards outside these residential schools where Native people were taken from their families to be turned into Canadians, brought to schools treated very harshly, generally by Catholics. Uh, But I believe there are other churches involved as well. The Anglicans have already uh, issued apologies and paid money. Uh, Catholics have yet to uh, to denounce this. Uh, so these huge schools were set up. The children were taken away, you know, in trucks and very often just cut off, never to see their families again. And suffered harsh treatment. And there are what we call survivors, people who uh, to this day are suffering the effects of the abuse, sexual abuse, beatings, being taken from their families, being, you know, forced to eat. New food, dress in certain ways, have their hair cut, and be beaten if they spoke their native language, whether it was Cree or whatever. Uh, And this was across the country. It was the idea that, all right, now that we're here, the white settlers, and have taken over this land, we're going to have to uh, do something about these people who have different languages, different ways, different beliefs, different cultures, different values, uh, and we've got to make them Canadian. So that was the mindset. Uh, And it was done at horrendous cost and suffering. And it really was kind of whitewashed, literally. I mean, we didn't hear about it. The only thing I learned about Native people, and I've told this story before, but I I have to, because I I will know this till I die, was a picture book in social studies, which back then we called history or geography. I think it was history Uh, in my elementary school years. Of the brave uh, fathers, Brébeuf and Léamont, tied to a stake uh, with fire at their feet, clearly being tortured by the Iroquois. I guess that's who was portrayed, circling them around and doing wahoo war dances and so on. And I could never get it off because I, I still have a thing to this day. I mean, there is not a single day in my life that I do not think about torture. That I do not have a dark thought, whether it's in the middle of the night when I wake up, or having a shower, or sometime during the day. I would say every single day. um, A thought about something horrendous where somebody has no control and somebody's inflicting pain on them. It doesn't always last long. I mean, I can get rid of them, but it's there. And and I... (laughs) I don't know if I can tie it back to that picture or not. Perhaps not. I remember the first time I saw the word torture in a book. And I do not remember the context. I just remember this is a word that's different from all the other words. It's There's something wrong with this word. There's something bad about this word. There's something powerful about this word. And, and I'm not talking about some sort of perversion Reverse desire, you know, that I want to know more about torture. No, I want to erase that from my mind. Uh, and I, I can't. Um, so that was how we were trained at the Protestant School Board of Greater Montreal back in those days. When you separated Catholics, Protestants, French, English, and there were certainly no native people. Attending our school, they simply did not live in Western Lachine in the basically white houses that uh, that we had. Um, there, you know, there were there were. I think we had a Catholic once, we had a Jew, we had maybe a brown person or two. It just that was that was just the what I grew up, the environment I grew up in, and that's not as an excuse. That's just the reality of the times, and I think a lot of people remember there was. A separation between French and English, even then, uh, which is why we studied the Parisian French. Nothing to do with the culture we lived in, right in Montreal. Didn't celebrate Quebec music and theater and play and uh, art or anything else. Uh, it was, you know, the stories of Guy de Maupassant. So I'm just trying to provide a little bit of historical context, my historical context for for my ignorance for not knowing and the heroes were the brave you know radisson and uh, grues they called them radishes and gooseberries um the explorers you know these brave people the the sailors uh, john cabot and uh, cabot and and champlain and cartier the heroes who discovered this great land and the and the early settlers and the seigneurs and the All of the history from the Eurocentric position. There was nothing about Native Studies. That is all changing. It is a new Canada, a better Canada. If I go back and wind the clock back to the days I've just been talking about, uh, if you were uh, gay or had, heaven forbid, homosexual tendencies, you hid that pretty deep uh, inside yourself, Uh, you would have been... Teased, hurt, pushed into lockers, whatever, or worse, if, if people believed you were that way. I don't even know if we knew the word faggot then. You're just a homo or, you know. Um, there was a, a thing that if, if your sign was if you wore yellow socks on a Thursday, that was a proof that you were gay. You know, the, ign- appalling ignorance, but just again, I'm not making apologies for it because this was the world I grew up in. This was the time. And so this Canada Day is a time for us to reflect, all of us, all Canadians, to reflect a little deeper on the truth of our history, on the harm we have done, on the brutality, on on the cruelty, on on the nastiness of it all. Because that is what we did. That is who we were. And the time has come to take stock, starting with these graves. I I want to know, well, why did the children die? Why were there so many infant deaths? Was it abuse? Was it starvation? Was it cruelty? Was it a... Uh, tuberculosis, what, what, you know, and why was it hidden? Why were they unmarked? Why was this not public news? There were some stories, apparently, but it was always subdued. The native people have talked about this, but nobody listened. And so today, and from this point on, is a time to maybe listen more to the native people, the people who were here first before the Europeans came and to their stories and they, we talk about this word reconciliation coming back to terms with the treaties that have been broken and the land that has been stolen and, uh, and and engage in dialogue and so on now I had originally before I started talking was going to come at this from a very different direction I was going to start saying, you can't burn churches. And, and uh, I, maybe I'm going to end with, you can't burn churches. I think there's been about five churches, some of them are historic Catholic churches, that have been burned to the ground in the middle of the night uh, out of anger. And we don't know who has burned the churches. And I, I, just, I, I have this suspicion that maybe police don't want to know, heaven forbid, if there was a court case of a Native person who had suffered abuse who burnt down a church and he had to be sent to jail under our penal system. Arson is a crime. And I'm saying this this is not the way, and and gosh, this is going to lead me into the toppling of statues that by some people, but not necessarily the majority, maybe there might be support of taking those statues away and putting them somewhere else, but not in the middle of the night to knock down statues of Ryerson, of... of uh, um, uh, our first prime minister uh, and um, you can destroy them you know whoa well, okay let, let's have a discussion here let's say why and let's if you think it should be removed let's 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 let city councils vote on these things let, let's hear people's voices but do not turn it over to the, a handful of people to make these decisions on behalf of everybody that's not right. So that doesn't negate anything I have just said about the wrongdoings and what has to be addressed. But it's just to say there are different ways of doing this, and um, acts of violence or revenge aren't going to help in the long run. Um, And especially, and there was, in in the case, in case anybody wants to defend, yeah, it's okay to burn in Catholic churches. Look at what they did, they're not apologizing um i there was a clip of some native people saying hey our ancestors built these churches this was a special place regardless there may be some who are still catholic or still have the belief uh, in the savior and uh, they did not want their church burned to the ground so um i i guess maybe what i'm getting at there isn't it isn't Clearly, everything black and white, there are issues. And, and the problem I think I'm finding, and many people are, with the Internet and reactionary news, is it's often portrayed that way. Okay, let's just show these people were harmed. Um, and, and what? What do we do about it? How do we fix it? Uh, and it, it's the same, I did not put up that very, very beautiful banner, All Children Matter, which was very nicely done. Um, but I, I find there's this tendency, which I really don't like, of people say, oh, what what, what is in the news, what is? And I know I, I use that horrible expression, flavor of the month. Uh, and so a lot of people will jump on this bandwagon without maybe putting much more thought. I've put the logo up. I'm done. I've told everybody what side I'm on. And that's not the way to uh, to address these issues. Uh, and the same goes for Black Lives Matter. Um, and what else is to come? All right, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to, uh, I'm early by half an hour, but I'm going to at least wander in and find out where I have to go and maybe I can even get my shot early. I just don't see many people here. Scarborough Dude signing out from uh, uh, a community center, a Mulvern Community Center. Bye for now. Check, check, and we're back. Yeah, by God, that was fast. Um. <laughs> I understood, you know, where I was parked, and I thought, "Jesus, no lineup, nothing." Uh, I was parked on the wrong side of the building. I asked somebody, and they said, "No, I suggest you drive around the building." <clears throat> and by the time I got there, there was a line of, I guess, I counted actually twenty people standing outside. It hadn't even opened yet, and just then it opened, and the people went in. It was so incredibly well organized. Um. You know, they check you outside, okay, what are you here for? You're Pfizer, they get your health card, they put a sticker on indicating what shot you're there for. So I am double Pfizer now, thank you very much. And I wanted Pfizer the second time. Um, you go in, quick questionnaire, you, you just bam, there's another booth, just go over there, number three. Uh, I guess they ask a couple of questions, check you in, bam. That line just moves, and it, it was immediate. There was no waiting anywhere. There's just so many booths set up. And then directed, okay, Pfizer over there, number 13, off you go, answer the same routine questions. Uh, the only problem I have is I don't hear well, especially when they have a mask and the glass visor, or the plastic visor. It's so hard. But But they give you a print version of the exact questions they're asking, which you don't have to fill out. But you know, if I don't understand what you said, it's right here in front of me. Um, get your shot. I didn't even feel it. I mean I did not even feel the needle go in, which is wonderful because they're small needles, and uh it's, <laughs> it was a great experience, a wonderful way to celebrate Canada day in a very perverse way. Now, what was nice is afterwards you you have to sit for twenty minutes before you check out and they send you the receipt and so on. all that procedure. So you sit in a chair and you wait. the clock on the wall or at eleven twenty you get to leave. Which is when I was scheduled to have the vaccine. I'm actually on my way out the door at 11.20. Um, and a man came out to me, how are you today, sir? And he had a very, very thick accent, uh, East Asian, I guess. I, I don't, really don't know from where. But showed me the orange button he was wearing on his shirt in honor of the poor, dead Native children. And then I looked around, I saw lots of other people who were all wearing orange buttons. And I thought, that's a good thing. That he opened the conversation with that. I'm wearing this because I'm sad about... And we got into a conversation about Canada. And clearly, I mean, this man was an immigrant and, and uh, you know, we, we just had this talk. Um, pointless for me to go into all the details, but I, I gave him a bit of a perspective of what it was like when I went to school 50 years ago and how it is a very different Canada now and a different Canada for my children uh, who were raised here in Scarborough. Um, and we're better off for, you know, what we're learning and what we know. And this is a day for reflection and so on. It just, it was a very, very nice exchange, a good feeling on both sides. Like, a, a, you know, one of those sense of, I'm glad I talked to you and, uh, I'm glad you talked to me kind of thing. So that's it. I'm going to end there. I'm going to just uh, head off home from this place I had not been before. It's a wonderful, huge area. It's It's north, northern Scarborough, northeast a little bit, Malvern area. You often hear there's, you know, I think there's a gang named after Malvern, but my God, I'm looking at a school. It's fantastic. This community center is huge and wonderful. It I guess it was the organization of or the place that really said, okay, this is what I want to celebrate about Canada. Canada, to a large extent, and I picked up on this point earlier about burning churches, is a law and order society. And even though I delighted in breaking the laws and driving when I shouldn't have been driving and uh smoking pot when it was not legal and even selling it, you know that aside because I can compartmentalize those were not bad things well yeah driving under the influence of alcohol is a bad thing anytime um, and that was a, a rare event but I'm just confessing it did happen uh, on rare occasions not on highways anyway 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 God I'm almost up in arms defending myself uh, there is a whole other topic I want to get into. But uh, I see somebody sitting in the car beside me with his window open. I wonder if he can hear. Maybe it's just time to put my windows up. (sighs) Nope. More conversation to listen into. Family feuds. Oh. Now he's the one who doesn't want me listening. He's an unruly son In the back of the car, swearing at his parents So, we don't have to I could, you know, stick my Microphone out the window to hear Their conversation, but That would be extremely rude (laughs) And a very un-Canadian Thing to do I guess um, what I was trying to get at while I'm trying not to listen into this conversation beside me, which is far more interesting than what I'm saying, Um, what I'm trying to say... uh, I guess there are probably issues here, other than this is not entirely normal behavior. Um... Yes, the thing I liked about Canada was how well organized it was. That you went in and everybody played the part. First of all, it was a, a sea of multiculturalism, which is something I like. Uh, I just, I like that. But everybody knew the rules. Everybody knew to line up. Everybody did the right thing. There was nobody, you know, shouting. There was nobody pushing. Uh, which, in a lot of countries, believe me, you just cannot have... It's not part of their culture. Their culture is to you make the loudest noise and you get served first. Um, this was not that way at all. This was just pure law and order. Or just here's the line. Here are the arrows. That's where you go. Sit quietly. Don't take any pictures. Um, I loved it. I loved it. And it's something we can do. We've come a long way and we can do that. There was a survey at the end, which was kind of interesting. Um, it's voluntary, but I, I see that a lot of people are doing it. Uh, just a few short questions. They basically basically want to know who you were, your your health card number, which I don't know why they needed that, just to double check. Um, but basically your ethnic origins, the language you spoke at home, and the purpose of the survey is to make sure they are finding that in certain ethnic communities there are higher rates of hospitalization, and COVID. Um, and they want to the purpose was to sort of how can we serve these communities better who are who are not getting either the shots and so on. And is this a realistic reflection of, of, um, Scarborough, for example, or the city of Toronto, you know, who is getting the shot, who is being treated. And if it's only say, well, you know, you can figure it out a certain percentage of one ethnic or cultural group. And yet we know from stats that that percentage is much higher within the real, um, the statistics of the area of the country or the city, then something's wrong. Some community is not being served or not taking up this opportunity. So anyway, that's also a bit of Canadiana paperwork and bureaucracy. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, God, I got a big sneeze coming on. This is a wonderful, uh, just a wonderful area. Huge track outside the school. Uh, beautiful, relatively, looks like quite a new school too Malvern Collegiate I guess All right, Scarborough Dude signing out, happily inoculated bye for now on this Canada Day 2021 in case you didn't hear it the first time Yes, I'm back in the Toyota. Uh, You knew that, you know, the pro-listeners, those of you at the pro-listener level, can identify the different bells. Uh, So, I am parked outside Adonis, and I'm going to go in and take care of supper tonight. It's uh, Friday, July, 2nd, Day of Canada Day. And, uh, of course, hockey is on tonight. Montreal Canadiens at home this time against Tampa Bay, hoping they do better. But uh, we'll watch it anyway. Uh, It's Friday. My wife often goes out for a walk or goes off somewhere. And uh, so the message to me this morning was, you know, look after your own supper, which um, I like it when she says that. And I, you know, if I'm thoughtful, I'll make sure there's something for her when she does come home. Uh so Adonis it is they this is where I can get that whole roast chicken for ten dollars and they're so good. Uh, very different from you know other places. It's got a really nice flavor. And uh it, it's a very neat store. It is definitely multi-ethnic. Uh you can tell just by the customers going in and out. Anyway, it's um I got I got stuff to say. I made some notes, but before I get into that, I'm gonna warm up again. You know, with uh, you know the day by day stuff. What's going on today? I finished a letter, a an old letter. I was gonna say handwritten, but it's not. It's typed. But I don't have uh, any printer ink anymore, and I'm not gonna buy anymore. I've been there, done that. I don't need it for work. I use my printer as a scanner. That works very well. Uh, but to go out and buy ink for the rare times I would ever need to actually print something is definitely not in the cards. I've done that, and especially now that I I can't charge anything back to the company. So um, I held on to this. The letter was to uh, the boy, that would be Chris in Australia. I started it April 27th, finished today, July 2nd. I just dragged out 10 pages, and I thought, okay, you, di- you know, you got to get a few things off the list. Um, and this was one of them. So the, the deal was all right, what, what, what do you have to do today? Well, you got a vacuum cleaner that doesn't work, you got a sign for your car um, that you can put in the window and park in the handicapped parking spots. It's called um, an accessible parking permit. mine expires August 11th. So i got to deal with that. Uh, This letter. So anyway, surprisingly, I took care of mm, these things sort of in a way. In terms of the accessible permit, uh, I didn't get around to calling my doctor's office till noon, knowing they closed at noon. And so I left a voicemail. And, And that should be good enough. I mean, first thing Monday morning, if they check the messages they'll they'll get this and deal with it so that's kind of done right i don't have the permit i didn't talk to the doctor but it should be taken care of last week i took care of all my meds i'm right up to date on the meds that's done so these, these little things for a guy like me who procrastinates they're satisfying to have done um then i looked up where's the vacuum cleaner oh there's one right there on midland and uh uh, Ellesmere, which happens to be next door to the Niji restaurant where we get our Japanese food, went in there. After getting a response from uh, Hoover, now I bought this thing because Naoko wanted a stand-up vacuum. And I thought, okay, all right, here's one Canadian Tire I can get it at a decent price, you know, get the points and so on. Uh, we've had it, I'm sure, less than three years, and it just it's not working. The battery's not charging and so, of course, I contacted Hoover, and they said, well, here's the steps for sort of resetting your battery. I did them all. It didn't work. Wrote back, and immediately got a reply, okay, we need more information. Name, address, and a copy of the receipt. Well, I have looked. What's what's a, uh, there's an expression for where you've looked, you know, Everywhere. And I can't find a receipt, and, and probably I would have had a, an old Canadian Tire bill, but I, the original receipt I, I should have saved, and I can't find it. So I looked up the vacuum repair guy and found him and went in and showed him the battery, and he said, oh, okay. He checked it out and said, no, they don't make these anymore, which is the deal, right? There's a new fancy model which costs in Canadian Tire 180 bucks, you know, more than half the cost of the vacuum. Fuck you. And this is, this, is the, this is the nature of capitalism. These things are built cheap, and they want to just get more money out of you to buy a new one. You know, if you've had it two, three years, well, get a new one. Went into this guy, and I see an Electrolox box. Now, some of you, probably Jason, would remember that name, Jason, um, the real Jason Electrolux, the kind he dragged along the floor, and I, I'm amazed that they're made. And he said, "Tell you what, if you bring your old one in, I'll, I'll give you a hundred dollars for it, and sell you this one, which is five hundred dollars." And I said, "No, thank you." Or, was it five hundred or four hundred? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was five. And he said, "It's made by Electrolux Company. You'll never. You can get parts. You, you're guaranteed. You know, it'll last you." So that's not really the solution I want. Um, so he said, otherwise, you know, bring in your vacuum, bring in the charger, bring in the battery, and I'll see if I can reset it. Now, I tried already, following the instructions. So anyway, the, the point is, I did something. I got the battery out. I brought it to the store. I talked to somebody. We don't have a new vacuum cleaner. It's not fixed. I don't have a new accessible passing uh, uh, parking pass, but... I did something. And then uh, while I was here, I said, oh, there's a Royal Bank. Um, yeah, get cash. You're going camping next week. You need cash. You don't need it, but you want to have it. So did that. And now I'm about to go buy chicken. Wasn't there something else? Oh, yeah, so this letter back to Staples finally went in there. And uh, sure enough, plug in the USB, you know, black and white, two-sided, bam, in a minute, for $1. 39 i I've got a 10-page letter. Like, finished. It's done. Of course, I forgot. The one thing I went upstairs for was to get the envelope, address it so I could go straight from Staples to the post office. But of course, no, I have to go home, get an envelope, address it make another trip out to the post office so but still so okay so that's not complete either but (laughs) but things things I can can feel I didn't just piss this day away I've done things and by the way folks those of you keeping track at home I am up to page 300 in the new book in volume 2 it's interesting this is a letter to my parents and I mentioned at the very last part of the letter I mentioned on my birthday I was met at the station by this beautiful young lady who presented me with roses and a bottle of wine. Well, that beautiful young lady uh, happens to be my current wife. This was like the very beginning of our dating days, very early. And so that's kind of a thrill to put that in there. You know, I'm not even going to tell people. You've heard, you're, you've got the inside scoop. I'm not going to mention, just you know because I mentioned the previous girlfriend in the same letter at Sumi. Uh, But here is uh, this, I didn't mention her name, just this beautiful young lady showed up with roses while I was with my friends Chris and Bruce who were visiting me in Japan at that time. Wow, that's quite amazing. These guys who keep popping up in the letters. In fact, the guys I'm writing the letters to. Well, suddenly, instead of me writing them letters, I'm writing to my parents and I'm talking about those two very guys whose letters uh, that I've written to them you're reading in this book are uh, with me in Japan. Hiking through Kamakura. So, anyway, I'm just, I'm all excited. I'm all wired. I'm all happy. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. That's all. Oh, well, what about the shitty things I want to get into? You know, the burning of the churches? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, where was that now? That would be Not in Home. That would be Dixon Janes. That'd be episode 850. Uh, Winnipeg. Uh, I guess on Canada Day. Uh, many Native people out there, of course, and they decided they would tear down uh, the statue of Queen Victoria, and why not, for good measure, topple the one of Queen Elizabeth as well? So both those statues were down on the ground, covered in red paint, people standing on top of them with their pictures taken, put their children up on the statue of their toppled-down Queen Victoria to show uh, everybody what you've accomplished. And I, I can see... Great. Some people are going to have satisfaction. We did something. Hey, you guys murdered our children. We're going to knock down your statues. I don't think it's a fair trade, uh, for them especially. Um, But it's just, you know, of course the police wouldn't dare. Apparently they arrested somebody, but they don't know if they arrested somebody who was protesting the knocking down of the statues or who was involved in knocking down the statues. That's not clear. Um... But, you know, and I put a note, well, maybe this is better than rioting, burning down buildings and then smashing windows and running in and grabbing, you know, color TV and running shoes and and sports gear and everything else when there's a riot for, you know, other groups that are offended by uh, the status quo and what's been going on it's just it's just all okay, so I guess some people need to let off steam, and maybe in the big picture, it's just better to let people let' them, let them knock down the statue. but I was there last summer or the summer before, and was just amazed with my son walking around the Winnipeg legislature of these wonderful statues with all their history of the the women uh you know demanding the right to vote and all these other things, and it's history. And the idea that you can and then it's art too these things are pretty well made to be able to just knock them down because you're angry at the Catholic Church, you know, and Queen Victoria makes a good symbol of that I don't think so, but anyway it just it just it just it's it just ain't right. <sighs> To me, looking back, like, you know, if you're looking back into the future, what was wrong about today? Well, it's the environment. Why didn't you guys do anything? B.C. fires out of control. The town of Lytton, which only earlier in the week had had posted the highest, hottest temperatures in Canada, is now on fire. Like, the town is gone. And, and that's so sad. And to say nothing of all the animals that were left behind helplessly. Those in the forest and those on farms. But from the future looking back, well, how did you guys ever put up with a, a capitalist system that allowed billionaires and companies to make things like this Hoover vacuum? that you're going to have to replace all the parts, all the pieces and it's a piece of junk I'm going to trade it in for another piece of plastic for one that supposedly is better and will last longer and cost me another 300 bucks like there's something wrong with this system boys that people are just the the whole thing it's just so clearly wrong this is feudalism people working on wages they can't afford to buy a house feed their family bring up their children and yet other people are just continuing to double their their profits that's what's wrong folks that's where the protest should be <sighs> homeless encampments big fuss in Toronto when they cleared out one of the public parks I'm saying well no, you can't pitch tents in public parks to live in there are alternatives. No, these are these are parks for everybody to use. That's what we pay our taxes for, for the upkeep, for cleaning the garbage. You can't just do it. And I guess what I'm getting at is not everybody, it's like that this is a poor homeless person you're kicking in the face. These are people who have a political agenda, and that's fine. And they're the ones who will make a fuss, and they're the ones maybe who are also... Maybe, who knows who's burning down the Catholic churches and spray-painting them and so on. I'm not defending the Catholic Church, my God. The Pope won't even come to Canada to apologize and hasn't even guaranteed an apology for the people who are going to see him. Oh, that's wrong. I guess I'm just letting off a little of my own steam, that's all. I guess sometimes it's a matter of heritage. i got British heritage, okay? And so, and I like Queen Elizabeth. And somebody else who doesn't have that or doesn't care or is a, a pure socialist, communist, whatever, is, is going to say, well, I don't have any sympathy for you. And I'm saying that's fine. But you can't say I'm not allowed to celebrate my heritage when what we're doing is talking about other people's heritages which need to be celebrated and acknowledged and respected. Well, mine too. Yeah. I'll end there. It's not going to make anybody happy. But i got to go in and get that chicken. Uh, no, I don't. i got to finish the coffee. That's the other thing I did. Drove past McDonald's. and Oh, my God. The lineup is ridiculous. Went to the bank. Came back. Oh, the lineup's gone. Do you still have the $1 medium-sized iced coffee? Yes, we do. Thank you. And that's what I'm enjoying right now. So we're going to finish this. Was there anything else you needed to know? Could I have done a better job? I did tell you about my, uh, oh, yeah, the after effects of COVID, uh, my second COVID. A little bit of swollen joints, like where I already have swollen joints in my fingers. I felt them a little bit more than usual. And I would say that was it. That was it. Okay. Um, Nothing more to uh, add. I don't have any more notes. And uh, you probably think I've already said too much without thinking things through clearly. Where do I really stand on these issues? I want to know what happened. I want to know why those children died. I want to know why they weren't given proper... Uh, why the families weren't notified. Why you know, And, and what was the whole policy, uh, the understanding, the thinking behind taking these children away in the first place? Did people really believe at that time that the only hope for future of Canada was to make these people Canadian forcefully? And if so, that was wrong-headed thinking. And I guess the point I was trying to get at, too, was, well, yeah, what wrong-headed thinking are we guilty of now? Oh, shit. 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 Now there's a line-up. There was no line-up before. Now there's a line-up to get in. There was none before. I waited too long. Jesus. Well, It uh, can't be helped. I'm not ready. I'm still drinking my coffee. All right? you got to finish this. All right, anyway, I'm done with you. You're done with me. One or the other. Take your pick. <laughs> Scarborough, dude. Ah! Where's the bell? Here we go. Bye for now. And they're off. Uh this says church parking only Saint Andrews Cemetery on uh, Saturday afternoon, yeah, not quite three. I just dropped the vacuum off i I don't even know if I gave you this story uh it's so hard for me and i'm I'm working on it to i mean one way of putting it is to part with money but it it's not like that it's it's Being in a position where you feel kind of helpless, you don't know. You're at somebody's mercy, like getting something repaired. And uh, the vacuum is just not working right. This uh, Hoover, uh, you know, was not a good buy. My wife showed me all the things she doesn't like about it. But then said, if the repairs are under $100, then go ahead. But um, it seems I bought it, Canadian Tire, a sale, and it just, you know, it's a cordless. It's just not a very good vacuum, and she was showing me the problems with the filter. It stops working when the filter fills up with cat fur, but it takes forever to wash and dry these filters. Uh, and then the tray that holds the dirt sort of falls, the door falls open, you know, when you just touch it the wrong way. And, uh, and now, of course, you have a battery that won't charge. So anyway... I found this place yesterday, I may have mentioned, or maybe I didn't, and um, the guy said, bring it in, and I did, and I said, what, what do you charge just to look at it, he said, $35, you know, $40 with tax, and I said, well, that's fair, but that was the hard part for me, like now I don't know, you know, he may say, okay, now it's another 100 but he said, no, we'll deduct the 40 from whatever the cost of the repairs will be, Um. So, but it's just—it's that feeling. I can't fix it. I'm dependent. Is this man going to be honest? You know, it's like when I had that—the chimney flues replaced, and the guy was an emergency job, and you know, because I flagged the guy was going down the street, and I just thought, oh, he could do it, and he did it on the spot. And I think he charged me five hundred dollars for like maybe a a job that might have been worth one hundred and fifty at most. And and so it's just—it's just hard. It's just hard. But I have to realize, hey, come on, come on, come on. You've you got to get past that, man. Wherever your hang-ups are, whatever, you know. I mean, I, I lived a lot of my life without much money and did have to be careful and manage a lot of it by choice. But anyway, it's just, it's, just, it's, it's difficult. So that's done. I mean, I, I had that on my list uh, when I wrote to Bruce this morning. It was, okay, this is what I should do. Pack this thing up and bring it. And and so I'm giving myself a little pat, pat, pat on the back. for I did it. Okay, here it is. I'm at your mercy. Didn't tell him that. Just uh, here it is. And uh, he'll call Monday and let me know the verdict. So, okay. So that's done. I mean, that's a good thing. Meanwhile, my wife went out for a walk and then came home with a table and two chairs. It's one of these really high countertop tables, and she just wheeled it into the house on her own. You know, I I opened the door for her Uh, and said, we're just going to get rid of this other table we're never using. We have a round table sitting in the kitchen. We used to when my other son lived with us. You know, there was a time when we sat around the kitchen table. We don't do that anymore. She used it for her breakfast in the morning and props the iPad up and listens to the Japan news. Terrible, terrible flooding and uh, mudslides in Japan wiped out the center of a town in Tami, just down the coast from uh, Tokyo. And she said, oh, this happens every year. This is just the norm in Japan. The rains come and the, the mud slides down from the mountains and towns get washed away. Well, the whole town didn't get washed away, but quite a few houses and, you know, 20 people dead and more missing. It's horrible. It's horrible. Anyway, so... I know the round table is probably just going to sit on the front lawn because who wants to bother trying to sell and arrange for people to come and to look at it? And, and it turns, out she only paid $10 anyway for this high-top table and two bench chairs, you know, square boxes you sit on, which is probably a good idea. I applaud her for doing it. Oh, okay, all right, fine, go, you know. Uh, it's beyond me. Um, but what to do with the other table just put it out there and leave it for the taking we're out ten dollars for a new set great have somebody else get a freebie they get a table you know just things like the bother of trying to get you know ten, twenty dollars back 15 by arranging for somebody to to come and buy it and, and just to be bothered it's not worth the time or the money it's just just take it it's gone all right you're lucky good for you same with my drum set right they got a big bass drum and a and a tom tom somebody got a great deal somebody's happy good well we'll do the same for this one i guess but i don't know these are things i i'm finding in the letters i wrote earlier oh my god i mean i remember complaining we had just starting a new life in japan but just come back 1989 to start all over again, save money, which was great. Um, And um, I'm complaining about I got to buy a washer, dryer. I got to buy, you know, furniture. I got to buy, oh my God, you know, vacuums and so on. And it, it was stuff that, it's just the basic stuff of life. But having spent quite a few years of my life free of anything like that, it's been an adjustment, I know in this letter I was doing a lot of complaining, and uh, when I shouldn't have been, I should be grateful for everything I've got, and I'm trying very hard. But, you know, I'm looking. The church is behind me, St. Andrews, and it looks really neat in my rear view or side view mirrors. Like I should be taking pictures of it, but it's kind of stupid. To nobody else, it wouldn't mean anything. But, yeah, I just just look the 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 red brick. One small cross, two nice little windows with sort of a rounded, pointed arch. Uh, it's a lovely picture. <laughs> oh, my God. There was a Lotus um, 7, one of these kits. They, they used to be Lotus 7s. I don't know what they are now. Um, that were supposedly ones you built yourself. I, and This guy didn't strike me as somebody who uh, built it himself, but uh, very, very neat. I just posted a picture. All right, anyway, I just see I got a message from my son. So I'm going to end this here, and I'm going to get on to the things that are important. My family. Scarborough Dude, signing out from St. Andrew's Cemetery. Bye for now. Check, check, check. All right, and uh, welcome to my local park, Cedarbrook Park. Just across the street. I cross the road, literally the street I live on, across from our house. And there's a set of of stairs go down, take you through kind of a lovely walkway beside a creek. And, uh, you know, just overgrown with trees and bush. And uh, then you uh, come to another street and you cross that and you're in this big park. And I have a target. Like when I'm coming here, I have a bench, which I am sitting on now in the shade. It's lovely. Uh, and I'm always happy because it's usually vacant. Uh, these days, Thompson Park, um, uh, the one by the water, <laughs> you know the one I usually go to, um, Bluffers Park, is just packed on the weekends. So uh, this is kind of nice. It's, not, it's mostly walking. There's a playground for kids and so on, and it connects you up with Cedarbrae Mall if you keep going, and a community center nearby. But uh, anyway... I forced myself out today. Um, I haven't been walking for weeks. And I was doing it for quite a while. And I probably talked about it on the podcast. And it seemed to be okay. And I don't know what's happened. But i am just... I think I'm aware of more changes. And I noticed today, I mean, I walked 10 minutes and sat down. That was it. So, so far it's been a 10 minute walk only. Um, and my right foot was just coming down heavy. Really bump. Bump, bump, and it's my left foot that has that where I wear the brace because of the uh, drop foot. And I've I've suspected for quite a while that uh, this foot's going to start doing the same. You know, the numbness, the um, it's just not working properly. The, the foot, the ankle's not getting the messages clearly, and it just doesn't know how to walk. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, sometime in future I'm going to be putting on a second brace to uh, walk a little better, but it's, if I think about it, it's depressing because, it, you know, I, I, when I visit Vancouver, it's great just to walk past all my old places, that long walk along Skid Row and Hastings Street and, uh, past, uh, places I used to haunt back in the seventies and, you know, just exploring, you know, North Vancouver down by the harbor and, uh. And it, it's just it's just not fun anymore walking Commercial Street, you know, that whole area in Broadway. There's, there's so many places I, I've, I'm sing, singling out uh, Vancouver, but it wouldn't seem I could say for Toronto. I don't Scarborough's not a place you want to walk around all that much, except for the parks. But like downtown, you know, on Queens Key, and uh, got a gathering at um, say what the end of the month. And just that walk from the station to there, you know, maybe 15 minutes, but it'll be it'll do me in. And then the walk back after a few beers and trying to hasten to catch the train, you know. Oh, my God. Anyway, I'm not going to whine. I, I don't, well, I guess I do whine a lot. I sure whine a lot in letters, or did. Um, but the thing is, the blessings are I have so many other things that occupy my mind. I don't sit here thinking, woe is me. Uh, um, No, I don't I uh, think about the good things Right now I'm having a ridiculous exchange of uh, messages with Mr. Francis Wooby Who uh, I'll be seeing uh, this Friday And I'm looking forward to that Um. (laughs) His last word, you know I wrote back to, um, you know, I, we were planning a, a bonfire, or not a bonfire, a fire in his backyard. I I park my road truck in the driveway, plug it in, and don't even go in his house, you know, we just sit in the backyard on chairs, and we, we talk late into the night, or that's what we've done in the past. Francis Wooby, if you don't know him, is a, a wonderful character, very interesting uh, guy with a, uh, a good brain and uh, somebody worth spending time with. Anyway... I put, sure, whatever. Just don't start yawning at eight telling me how hard you've been working and how you haven't slept well all week and have to work Saturday morning, etc. In other words, you know, hey, if you're going to invite me to your place for a few beer around the campfire, we're going to stay up. And he writes back, well, then don't be boring. And God help me if I have to hear about that fucking book. (laughs) That's the kind of friendship I value and like, you know. And somebody you don't know that well, You, you, you... You you can't make those jokes, you know. Um, But uh, anyway, that's just perfect. That's just the right balance of an exchange. Francis is somebody else I met, I guess, through podcasting. Again, that just opened up so many new friendships. And uh, anyway, all right. So it's you, my listener, I'm talking to. Not Francis. Uh, God damn it. People litter you know you come here to this bench and i can see tissue papers and it looks like styrofoam and and countless cigarette butts like i i don't know i guess people don't think of that as litter they just know hey the cigarette's finished just put it put it out on the dirt here so i'm not going to fret about that either you look ahead don't look straight down at your feet look straight ahead at all the beautiful trees so i don't know how far i've got in this podcast i know i'm you know Last one was released on a Saturday. Now it's already Sunday. I got up early to watch the um, Austrian Grand Prix this morning. Verstappen, of course, won again. Uh, And gosh, did Hamilton finally squeeze in second? Yeah, I think he did. He was only fourth on the uh, starting grid. Um, But uh, a good race. There are some new up and coming drivers, uh, George Russell, who uh, from England. I I do favor the English drivers. I went back looking uh, through the winners, you know, at, at races in the past years of all the races. There's a Formula One website, and it's got everything there. And it was so neat to go back to 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, when I used to follow and, you know, read about them in the road and track magazines of the day. And all those names, like a name like John Surtees, oh yeah, Lorenzo Bandini, whose autograph I had, Lorenzo Bandini, now there's a name of a racing driver, Uh, Sterling Moss, of course he was earlier, but I had his autograph, as I've told you before, yeah, yeah, gave them all away to a sweet little girl in grade 11. Um, but it, 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 was a thrill. It was a rush. Uh, and of course my favorite at the time, Graham Hill, another Brit. I always had that black helmet with the three little stripes going up. Um, and now here I am decades later and, uh, starting to become familiar with the drivers again. You know, of course I've been a Lewis Hamilton fan. I don't care. He's won his seven world championships. He doesn't need to win another. Um, as long as he beats almost, uh, all of, uh, Schumacher's records, I'm fine. And uh, Schumacher's son hasn't got any points yet, I don't think, so I'm not worried about him at all. Uh, um, Rodriguez, the. uh, Is that. No, it's not Rodriguez. There's Pedro Rodriguez. That was another one raced for Ferrari back in the 60s. Had his autograph. And when you say autograph, you're walking right up into the pits where they have these dirty big Lotus Ferraris. Uh, Lola's, all these other big old beasts before the tight type of vehicle they drive now um Ricardo, a favorite New Zealander, but wow, he is just what a great personality and um we got a good Canadian lance stroll coming along, and uh, the one today what what how could I forget his name who uh, came third? In the race. Uh, anyway, if you're not interested in F1, <coughs> you're telling me, shut up, move on. And if you are interested, you can fill in the blanks, and I keep missing. Okay, so uh, that's about it. I'm looking forward to uh, this week, heading out, got stuff to do. Uh, to prepare, but a night at Sandbanks should be fun. That's a, that's a quite a beautiful park. And then everybody's raving about Charleston Lake. That's getting closer to the Ottawa side. And they're like, okay, trying to book some more. So I'm just going to try and get you know these little two, three day trips in and drive back. And uh, so to make something of the summer. And um, I see or I saw a post that uh, Shane and Tom put up another squeeze book episode today. Wow, that's something to uh, to listen to. And very, very much looking forward to my uh, one of my wild weekends in Windsor, uh, because it's always a blast. I mean, if you're hanging out with guys like Shane and Tom, um, they're both lively, fun, crazy people. And again, Thank you, I guess, Mark and Bob for uh, putting on these events that uh, the PAB events that, that led to all these uh, friendships and back to the early days of uh, podcasting. All right, I guess i am better uh, motor on and uh, make actually try and make this into a real walk. I should have at least 30 minutes walking in me, at least another 10 minutes back. So let's say at least another 10 minutes around the park. And um, and then I'm going to get back to, yep, editing letters. I've got one. My friend um, Chris, uh, the boy, sent me a, uh, a cassette tape in the days when you sent cassette tapes. And it was, uh, he had copied, I think it was Abbey Road on one side and I think Van Morrison on the other. And I had a, uh, an Iwa. And that wasn't the Sony Walkman. I had the Iowa. I had a nice little FM radio, a little pocket size. And I bought a splitter so that you could plug in two sets of earphones And uh, for Naoko and I. And um, on our honeymoon, when we actually did get married, we had been to Sato Lake Saddle Island on the Sea of Japan prior. That's when we sort of ran away and made our plans. And then when we actually married... That's where we headed off to, grabbed the ferry out of uh, Niigata and went to Sado Island and uh, just had an absolutely wonderful time staying at the very same Ryokan Con in an isolated little fishing village. Uh, it, it was just glorious. But what was wonderful was uh, it was the first time for Nelco to hear Abbey Road. Um, I mean, she knew music. She knew uh, David Bowie and she knew um, um, Clapton and she knew, um, you know, other big names of the time from her high school days, Queen in particular, uh, but hadn't heard this. And we played it, and it became part of our honeymoon memory and time. Uh, And for me, it was just like it was taking me back to my youth earlier. Because remember, this is 1986, October 86. Um, So I'm going back to when I first heard... You know, Abby wrote almost 20 years earlier, and, and the, uh, the impression that made on me uh, as a young person, and, and just it came alive again, and here I am with Nalco, who was just, I guess, 24 at the time. Um, so it was just delightful. So the whole letter is about thanking Chris for sending me this um, cassette, and how, how the timing was perfect, and how much it meant to me to be able to share it with Nalco. All right, so there we are. That's the story of yet another letter, the uh, subject I'm not allowed to talk about with Francis, apparently. As if he's got something better to talk about, yeah. All right, anyway, signing off now and uh, back at you soon because I want to finish this off and uh, put it out by uh, by tomorrow, Monday, I guess. Today's, oh, today's July 4th. How could I forget, my American listeners? I do, I, I listened, I switched between... Um, a road race on um, TSN and um, the guy who does the, um, some serious talks on CNN about the state of America. Um, I can't remember his name, but it sounds like an Arabic sounding name. You know what I mean? Uh, And he had some heavy duty professors coming on and, and, We're talking with concern about the state of democracy in America and the worry, the the polarization and the people not listening and the amount of hatred and lies and disbelief and and lack of uh, tolerance that's going on. And then when you think about this collapse in Florida of that apartment building, just one little sign and then the, the drought out west. Uh, meanwhile, golf course is taking up so much water, and and all of these things, and the infrastructure crumbling, and of course nobody wants to put money onto that. Uh, but that's exactly what's needed, and the lack of cooperation within you know elected officials, and people sort of taking this side or this side, but nothing in between. Uh, it's tragic, and it's it's sad because this this you know America. I'm sorry, but it's just no longer the the light of the world this leading country it's it, it, oh boy and when you look at what how um, non democracies you know virtual dictatorships like in russia and others are 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 winning are gaining maybe not in terms of people dying of covid and so on and and you know i'm those i'm not comparing and say that's the model you want to go after no they have their share of problems but they have power and strength And um, things just seem very sad. Uh, And as, uh, you know, as a neighbor, we do worry. Canadians do worry about uh, what's happening in the United States. We want you to succeed. We want things to get better. But you've got to erase. You've got to eradicate. Boy, that's a dangerous way to go. I'm sort of talking in terms of exactly what I'm saying is the problem. eradicate the Trump supporters Ooh, what's that mean Uh, but that mindset you know and and get back to truth and and these uh, Christian white supremacists no okay those are two different groups sorry these fanatical Christians who say here's the here's the way and this is the way things should be done and ruled and uh, the hypocrisy that goes with Christianity, and uh, oh my God, there's just so much wrong that needs fixing and and can it be fixed? Is there a will to fix it or is it is it in need of further collapse and, and the the insanity of this broken capitalist system and and all these things are kind of contagious, you know you just we we have our own worries with uh, with Alberta. All right. Anyway, sorry, that was meant to be a, <laughs> a happy 4th of July. I, You know, I know it doesn't sound nice to have somebody. And, uh, I'm talking out of, you know, some degree of compassion. I mean, it was the same. Uh, we, we brought up the topic of the Vietnam War now. People of my age, it was a factor. It was, hey, what if I was born on that side of the border? Uh, you know... What would I do in face of that situation and how horrible it was that, that that war was just so immoral and so wrong? And then you look, okay, did they learn anything since? Well, there's been a few other things that have not gone right and shouldn't have happened, and a lot of lies. Oh my God, here I go again. <sighs> okay, I can understand if you're angry if you don't like my... I'm not trying to be self-righteous and say we've got all the answers, but uh, we're not in the position of of being a world power, and so it's much easier for us, and our mistakes tend to be seemingly almost more trivial, except it's very hard to get things right. Sometimes I guess it's better just to listen and shut up, you know. And uh, so for anybody I've offended or you know, shown to be insensitive towards. Um, Well, tell me. Let me know. Correct me. Help me. Scarborough dude, oh my god. Shut the fuck up, man. Bye for now. Ding, ding, ding.